Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. This is Johnny, commenting about my play as Chime North. This is Aaron. I usually play Sam Faluge. This is Jeff. I usually play Jerry Land. This is Jeremy, mostly playing Julian Ellix and mostly confused. This is Ellie, usually playing Archie. But today played but today Archie, Archie and Archie and Archie. Archie. <laughs> Building and Instance 1 and Instance 2 and Instance and 3. I'm Jordan, and I'm the one who has to make narrative sense out of everybody's impulses. <laughs> this was totally unexpected. Yes. Totally unexpected. This was probably the most gonzo... Bonanzas. It was a bonanza I I don't even I almost I feel like I felt failed you guys as a GM for not being descriptive enough on this. I I don't know how I could have done it any differently. Because Ellie and I came into this knowing that she was going to try and kill Barry. We just didn't realize it was going to spin out of control like that. Every time I would be in the right place at the right time. You guys were like, nah. "No, let me screw it up for you." <laughs> well, we honestly, I I knew something was fishy at the start, and honestly, at the start, I was like, "Is everybody gonna be out by the end of this session, just out to kill Julian?" Because that would have—that's what it felt like. <laughs> it felt like Julian's gonna die. It's like uh, now, for some reason. Archie's gonna kill Julian again. What? Chai uh, <laughs> was not against Julian at all today. 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 Sam's only kind of against Julian. Shade is, though. Shade is. Shade is very against Which is Julian. a very interesting question, because that whole note thing. I'm wondering how that came about without Shade's knowledge. Shade can't read. Huh. None of the elementals can read. Huh. We have gone over the fact that all of the elemental language has been symbology. Nice. There has been no text. So, the elementals can't read. Um... Not a hundred percent true. Well, I mean, they can't read without programming. Those aren't the elementals. That's the androids. Yes. The elementals themselves can't read. And it might actually be a sensory issue because they experience reality in a different manner. Sure. Because we've talked about them being on another plane or something like that or another. Right. Yeah. Out of phase or however it was yeah. said at the time. Yeah. Well, they're yes, they're they're non-corporeal. No, but they are. Kind of. Somehow, because the androids have figured out a way to contain them. Yes. Do you like the idea of the... the we, we talked about that. And it was introduced last session, but I think it was really expanded upon this time. Like, the whole reason that that the coding got corrupted in Archie was because Archie's core had been cut open. Hmm. And a foreign I didn't elemental quite... inserted. And I didn't a, quite catch on with that. Not just a but... foreign elemental, but a foreign elemental that was infected with the was it infected with the root virus? It was infected with some kind of something. So Choler was infected with the root virus? 
Yeah. I didn't. Where did that evidence come from? Because that's well, that's inside baseball. Okay. Oh. But I mean that. So Sorry. so no, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> like the whole like one of the things that Aaron kind of established tonight. I, I figured that was the case anyways. Once that tour was impacted. So Aaron, Aaron kind of established a, ba- a bit of backstory tonight that is kind of important in tying that all together. Yeah, th- I saw that, that the root, and, and, and I was like, okay, the root virus has been around for much longer. It's not like a totally brand new thing. And did Del Linden actually bring the root virus to Lord Belisera? He brought it to the council. And, and how we figure out the rest of that, we don't really know. But, but can... Vester is part of the council. Vester has a very strong interest in the success of his son. His son infiltrated Healing Hands started working to foment revolt at Vester's... Sun infiltrated healing hands? Remember well, at, the, you, at the very beginning? Iron Drakes oh, was part yeah. of healing hands. Yeah, I forgot about that. So it all comes together. Yeah. It's just how we actually reveal... Yeah. Or discover. Or discover as, as yeah. characters, because as players... Speaking of discovering as characters, you like how Chang like, kept asking about uh, what happened to Archie... Right, and y'all just like kept all of you independently like skirting around the issue of what exactly it was. But you, the way it was said, we didn't have to do much effort in skirting around. Yeah, because right. Julian answered your question one hundred percent truthfully. Oh, and that's because Serrani had already said that the problem with Archie's elemental was something completely different. Yeah, and that's that's just it. Like you know, as a as chime, I could only ask. Questions pertain to what Chime already understood. And, and you, right. you have a very strict interpretation of how to play a character. Yeah. And so because of that, and because of Chime's psychological issues with being direct, you couldn't ask in a direct manner. Yeah. I, I think it's very fair to say that Chime has some psychological issues oh, in yeah. terms of being direct and actually asserting himself as a person. Mm-hmm. Although, that's one thing I did like the, on. the comment... That chime came out of, and it came out of left field because it's very not like chime. Like, can I just shoot him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody that said something that was quite annoying, and chime was the first one that piped up and was like, I just want to shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the technicians that were just not being helpful at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the big surprise for me was that, and Julian said it, that the problem with Archie was beyond the elemental. Yeah, and that was because the his his containment had been breached. And so had, the whole coding virus was totally unexpected. Yeah. Not just as Julian, but as a player, I was not mm-hmm. thinking that that was going to be a, a thing that we would be the main focus, especially what we were fighting. Yeah, <laughs> and... It was more and, of a programming issue than a... Uh, you know, I've loved what Ellie has done with Archie from the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, because Ellie has, you, you've brought life to a character who's very multifaceted and very diverse, who has moments of sheer, like, pleasure and whimsy, and then, you know, as, as it's gone on and we've discovered that he's got a, a, an illness, you've played that really well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really amazed at your role-playing ability on that. There was one moment, and I know... Aaron, you picked up on it too, because the thought crossed. I think both of our minds at the same time. Julian wasn't in the scene, but Sam was in the scene, where it was like 
would Sam pick up on that? Because there was something that the technician said that was the tone of voice, the mannerism in what you said was like, if Julian was in the room, Julian would have been like, that's Archie. One hundred percent. Like the the, the, use the of impatience. Or it, the, was, yeah, it was the. It was. I. It was all right. Fine. Yeah. And then it was like, whoa. Yeah, was, it was definitely that the was very Archie. Of Archie. I picked up on it, and that's why I made a roll to see. Did Sam notice anything here? Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, it, it was something I was debating with over here. It took me a long time today to play out the characters today because I was trying to make it to an end goal. Yeah. But I know that when I was focused on interacting with there, I was like, do I let that slip or do I not? Because I want certain things to happen and if they catch on too soon before I'm even near Bear, then the same thing will happen where they just take him away from me again. That's interesting. Because there was at one point, like I said at the beginning, when I thought it was Archie's goal to actually kill Julian. Because yeah. you were all, we need to find Julian. Julian's <laughs> the only one that can help us with this. I was like, what can Julian help with the androids? Absolutely nothing. Archie just wants to find Julian to kill uh-huh. him. <laughs> well, the, the other thing is, in my mind, where I, I haven't even, like, said it to you. You, you know what my uh, evil goal is. Yes. My, yeah. But uh, we also got to re- remember, I'm still playing Archie. Yeah. This is still Archie. Yeah. And remember his last words right. were, Elix, nice. there could be a fight going on in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there probably is, in, to a certain degree. Because one of, like, one of the things that I've determined is that all of, like, before you went on your mission, the preserve androids do backups. So what they can try to do is see how much of your memory is corrupted and try and pull that out and reintegrate your memories with your backup to try and get you back into a, a more accurate position. But at least you will have some kind of memory of your experience with this group. You know, I'm, I'm sure Archie will have some regrets, but I think that Archie will... Be more than glad that he was a part of this group, and, I, and and that's kind of my end goal for Archie. Yeah, I think at this point I can already tell you that he already finds himself enjoying being in the group, but he's in that also that the type of character he's not going to admit it. Right. He's not going to. I think the first time he actually admitted it was saying Alex, like actually reaching out for, yeah, help, for help, showing that he actually depends on somebody else besides himself. And honestly, the two characters that I have the most plans for are Archie and Jer. I've talked to Jeff offline about my plans for Jer mm-hmm. as well. I, w- I would also like to point out, like, the whole end goal today where I was, Archie was, Archie, loosely, was after Bear. It was not my idea. Uh, I've been going home and telling my husband every single time, what's been going on here and he always gets upset he's like you never play this well with mine well that's that's a whole other thing but he's just like he's listening to everything i'm bringing home and he's just like what if you do this <laughs> and he, like i just see i look over to my husband he's like got this evil grin on his face he's like i was like but that would be horrible he's like yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know what you should do is you should drop the feed into his podcatcher on his phone and say, just catch up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, 
the way I describe, I, I, it takes me usually like 30 to 40 minutes to get home sometimes. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be on the way home. I'll be like, so this and this happened and this and this. And he's like, oh, I see how it is. You like to play with them, not me. It's cool. <laughs> For better players. Because <laughs> he always gets amazed. He's like, you, you role play? Like what? When I entered this group, I didn't have a clue how to role play. So it's very interesting and heartwarming tonight to hear well, some of you say that I have developed this character so well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard, oh, yeah. heard a lot of role players have no clue how to actually role play. How yeah. to actually. There's, I mean, there's role playing. There's many there's different. There's D&D role playing. And then there's different ways to role play. Storytelling role play. Role right. play as the definition of role play is, yeah. You're actually playing the role, and there's not a, just rolling yeah, dice. Yeah, and there's a lot of books on how to do that part of it well. Um, I always talk about Play Unsafe by Graham Walmsley, and he's the guy who actually wrote Cthulhu Dark. Um, so that's a that's a good play to, to start. Um, <laughs> Robin Laws is also, and Robin Laws is a, is a well-regarded game designer, but he's written some really good books about the different types of gamers and where everybody falls. And I want to play this game at some point, but he's written a game that's based off of tracking fiction, like the narrative arc of stories. When he wrote the game, he used Dr. No, Hamlet, and I can't remember the third one, uh, to as like narrative archetypes, so to speak. And so it, it's an interesting game, and I, I at some point would like to play it. But yes, I think that you're doing a fantastic job as someone... You seemed like you were fairly new to like E twenty playing. No, oh. before you joined our group, but you enjoyed it. Oh no, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like without me, even I, I mean, if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't have been talking about it the next day. And then uh, yeah. Jeremy over here wouldn't have been like oh, from his desk from across the room. From across the room, I was like, I heard something was like Dungeons and Dragons. I was like, that the nerd radar went off. Yeah, yeah. So. So literally, was the, that time that you had been talking about Dungeons & Dragons, was that like right after your first time playing? Or? No. Okay. So I played for three years now? Three, four years, almost three, four years playing D20. And the problem with that group, and I've discussed with him, is that nobody knows how to role play. And they're all our age. Yeah. So they don't have the experience that you do. So I feel like... I've gotten into this group that knows sort of what they're doing, <laughs> so, and you kind of carried me along. I, I don't think I can take all the credit with this role playing. I I truly think it's the group that's already been built here. So yeah. I mean, like full disclosure, I didn't start role playing until I met Johnny, mm -hmm. and I was like twenty seven years old. Aaron didn't <laughs> seriously start role playing until he joined our group, mm -hmm. and that was at yeah. the beginning of it, it's a matter of. Playing with people who are willing to have an open imagination. Yeah. yeah. To, to do more than just roll dice. And yeah. also yeah. to, you know, when you have other players to bounce off of, to, you know, to, to react yeah. to what you're doing. Like, I did role-playing games, but I would say probably the first time I got heavy into the role-play role side was with both our theater guests for, for a time, Mike Karkoff. When he did the Shadowrun campaign, and was like, spend some time building your backstory for your characters, and then I latched onto that character, and I was like, 
oh, I'm going to do this for all my characters because yeah. it's so much more fun yeah. to and, actually yeah. have an idea yeah. of what this character is going to do at every yes. moment. And that's one reason why I love the 3x3. Three three. It's yes. because it's the, it is the absolute basis of everything that we do as a campaign, uh, as a role. Of like, it directs the, the decisions that we make through, through yeah. our characters. Yeah. Loosely, but, Loosely, but it does. Right. One of the things that I kicked myself over when I figured out that I was doing it wrong was the fact that I wasn't as a GM writing three by threes for the factions. And when I realized that it was last year and I remember messaging you guys and it was like, guys, I've been doing something wrong, you know, because I've been kind of pantsing it on that end of things. And now I feel like I have a much better idea of where the characters are coming from. And like, you know, talking about where the fire drakes came from, when I first mentioned that they came from Healing Hands, that was a verbal slip-up. And now it's canon. And it's canon. Uh, but, yeah. it's, but, it may, it's but it's so much more interesting. Because yeah. I built it. I into, built added it, it into the story. I spun it out of a, yeah. a verbal slip-up, and I ran with it, and I made it work. But it was a lot of effort to make it work rather than building a 3x3 three three from the very beginning. Right. Like, also, on another thing that... I think we commented on off air. I made the comment that one of the theories I ha I was thinking about is that Rednax Near actually formed an alliance with the androids, which is why there are so many sleeper androids in the city mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. trying to help out Healing Hands. Yeah, which and yeah, I love that combat idea. the 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 council. That which, was, that's always been an idea of mine is that Healing Hands and the and the Animal Preserve have actually been working together now. I forget where we went on our microscope. Who was the war between that we came up with for this era that we're in? Uh, well, it was all three have been going back and forth. Yeah, the three big ones have been yeah. going back and forth. This is when it starts to shift from countries to factions, actual people groups, and yeah. fact factions. I think our actions in. Consiglio started off. Well, they had already started started off because there was already the riots in Consiglio yeah. a few years ago, before then. Yeah. And then the riots it, we returned intensely as we were fleeing the city. North, because I thought it was supposed North. to be the, uh, the war <laughs> between an Com commons and proxies. proxies. And then also and innates helped the proxies because they. You know, their they powers be, are related. Yeah, they knew they would come next. Okay, yeah, I was, I, mean, I was just asking because I'm like trying to figure this out. Like, we established that there's a large number of not larger, but there's a number of commons in the animal preserve, which is run by proxies, essentially androids. Right, but by definition, technically, the androids are a little bit different. Yes, than they proxies. are. They aren't proxies by definition. Yeah. Right. They can pass as proxies, but they are something a little bit different. Yeah. As far as countries being at war, I don't know, but Jordan, you've said several times the war, you said the war with Centauro. Mm -hmm. So. Well, Mar Marlene and Centauro were the big ones in the Civil War that Rednecks rear. Rednecks rear. Rednecks rear. <laughs> Rednecks Alexander Turing. We got we to gotta slip that into the. <laughs> When you were used to work with rednecks rear. <laughs> the rednecks rear? <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk points. Before then, I would say, Jordan, you said, you mentioned that you felt like you didn't do a good job with the description. I thought the descriptions in the animal preserve were yeah. fantastic. Oh, yeah. Sure. I, I, oh, gosh. 
like the descriptions of like the like the cyberpunk stuff was freaking hard. Well, like, not just that. I, I I was floundering for some kind of reference point. Yeah, the cyberpunk stuff, and then there was this this sort of almost technologically advanced, advanced, but at the same time not like you're living in this quasi island paradise. Kind so of it thing reminded me a lot of like and, like uh, some Star Trek episodes. Yes. Yes. yes, it reminded me a lot of that. But I, I don't know. I th- I thought it was. Yeah, it was good. I don't know. It would, nothing really happened in that, but I visually see the dormitory yeah. like yeah right. area. I nothing actually happened. People went there, set some stuff down, and left. But that image, I don't know, mm-hmm. of the the alcoves, circular room as a common area, alcoves with yeah. curtains, and, and that's just yeah, I pictured it perfectly. Yeah, 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 and sort of open walls bet, that you can shut. I bet the, you any of us could draw the picture, and we yeah. have the exact same thing in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, also the change in climate and the change in scenery. Oh, yeah. like I was thinking of one thing you mentioned was like, oh yeah, they can be shut when it rains, and I'm like, oh, it's shut when it rains. rains. Julian has never seen rain. It's uh-huh. always been snow. If there was any per- precipitation, it would have been snow. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it just gave a very visual well, to what's going on. And I wonder if it's snow until it hits, like, a certain part where it's the, the air is heated enough and then it turns it back into rain. Yeah, probably. You know, because of all the thermal engineering that's been Yeah, done. it very well could be that way. So it's it's a very interesting pocket of the, wor- of the world. Yeah. Um, and it really is a bit of a... Um, and I hope you don't... The wireless technology that was introduced with the helmet... I'm trying to tie the technology in with the. Yeah, I, I thought about that. Yeah. The helmet. I have a. The, I had a theory, and it, it just never has come back up. If if it ever comes back up, this would be interesting, because I was trying to figure out why, and it sort of halfway came up because, you said there were animals that look like, bears, teddy bear. Yes. Yeah. So, that could be a reason that oh he just as a comfort, it's a home, but I was thinking, especially since. The androids were being sent to Consiglio on missions, like as essentially spies yes. to to do certain things. Mm-hmm. That they the androids sort of knew the level of technology that the council had, and knew that there were ways that the council could actually track or find these androids. So I was thinking that there was some sort of jamming device in that. The bear. Mm, that would make sense. Which is like why he always felt the need to have it. Each android yeah. has something specially or issued. And here's the For theory: real. if it ever came, if it ever came up again, bear's programming on leaving the city. He stuffed the bear inside the helmet. Yeah, he did. Hey, just so it couldn't. If it ever came back on, it wouldn't be tracked. Yeah, I like that. Which now that we're in a place that has this wireless technology, I wonder if the helmet will power back on. No one's looked. Dun, dun, dun. I know. We haven't had a chance to look. Right. We haven't had a chance to do a lot of things that <laughs> so, we put ahead. So let's go ahead and talk character points. Yeah. All right. Instead of 10, I'm going to give everybody 12. Yes. Yeah. You guys earned it tonight. You were throwing those those little class beats, those big points around right and left. So Johnny came in, and the first thing out of his mouth is, my goal is to spend all my fake points. I get, I get to spend one. one. 
And I actually had a goal to spend none, none. of them. And you because, spent all of them. And I spent all of them. I ruined again. that. Yes, ruined you did. That. You tempted me, and I was like, oh, fine. I had actually made it to the fight, I would have spent mine. Because my, <laughs> my goal was to do something to gain an extra one and not spend any of them. So I would start with an extra one next uh, time. And try and build a bank. And try and build a bank. For who advanced their character the most, I if I can make a GM pointer here, I think Jared deserves a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because yeah. we pushed him to well, do something with his elementals, one. And it spoke. That, but also, congratulations. He also specifically was like he specifically went after his goals this time. Yeah, he's like I want to. I'm here yeah. to learn I'm about elementals. I'm, I'm going to use my axe in fighting. You know, I'm going to tackle things. And then yeah. yet again, all of Julian's goals got like sidetracked by something that came up that was not part. Of it. <laughs> That's sort of been the par for the course for Julian. Is like all right, all these things, other things come to the forefront. Uh, and push his main goal off, but there was a re- there was a logical and plausible reason why he was able to do that because he went through the hospital facility and I knew Katari was doing better, so he's like, "All right, Katari's doing better. Let's take care of yeah. this thing." Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, Jer, I would say, yeah, I would say Jer too. Jer. Mm-hmm. I think well, that well ele- elemental <laughs> speaking was the was the was a big one, and it was fantastic. Thanks, guys. It caught all of us by surprise. <laughs> and the way it was played out. Yes. Oh, well, very well played out for the yeah. whole elemental speaking part. And I like it because, well, one, we have some player knowledge that no one else in the group, including Jared, doesn't know, is that part of the reason for it not speaking may be there's real resistance. Like, it never wanted to be bonded with Jared in the first mm-hmm. place. Right. So well, it's... And- Jared never wanted to be bonded with it. Well, yes. But I like it that it was Jer, you sort of, you convinced the elemental to speak. Yeah. Rather than making it so difficult to communicate. You recognize what was going on. Well, yeah. It's it's been a few times of Julian trying to communicate to the elemental, and I recognized it for what it was at this point. And I was like, just, just... Get it over with. And it's a, especially, a, this is a... Stop playing a guessing game. Essentially a hostile environment for this yeah. elemental, too. So 200 years of hostile environment. No, 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 not Jer. Oh. The, the, the animal preserve. Yeah. That's a hostile, like, because for whatever reason, Jer's elemental is a subjugator. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Julian did throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I saw Jeff's look when I said that. I was like, yeah, well, there's two others that are subjugators as well. Well, Jared never thought of it that way because he just... Up until recently, I don't think either of the elementals that are part of the group would have thought of it that way. Right. I don't think they... I, well, I don't know about Jared's because that one's a little more close enough, but I don't think that Sam considers... No. Or we, Shade considers himself a subjugator. No. Shade is seems more like... Shade is shade and is going to do his thing and doesn't think he's a part of a group. And the differentiation lies within the mindset of the animal preserve more than anything. Oh, I like that. It, it's the coexisters are the ones creating the difference. The, the, dif- the division. Yeah. Mm. Really? It makes sense. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I, I mean, comment is like, are they truly coexisters or are they prisoners? 
because who created the first android and powered it? Mm-hmm. It was powered by a human. No. Putting a... I've, apparently humans, we established this before, that androids have been long around before humans were the oh, first right. ones that, that built one. Somehow they, they figured out how to do this themselves. Yes. But why? I mean, maybe for all we know, that the whole goal was to infiltrate human society at the beginning and... The way Sarani put it was in order for elementals to have a on the same level interaction with humanity. Which Sarani? The one that was inside of Bear? The one that was inside of Bear. The one who also is powered by an air elemental? But wasn't powered by air elemental at the time. But if Sarani is powered by an air elemental and it's in Sarani's base state, does that mean that Sarani's attitude and personality is compatible with the air elemental. Yeah, does the personality come from the elemental or from the, the programming? Both, I would assume. But also, Sarani, and here's another variable to throw into the mix, Sarani's program was put into a different model. Is that model the one that's built for the air elemental, and Sarani's old model was built for a different elemental? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, good I mean, question. so that was actually... Because you, you said it looked the same but younger, yes. something like that. Yeah, not as old. Uh, yeah. So, can you trust anything that Sarani has ever done? Can you, by very nature, mistrust all air elementals? That's rather species. I mean, that's been kind of the running uh, thing. Is that air I elementals am rather species. Air elementals are known to be disingenuous, deceitful, deceitful. and is that in itself? Not deceitful to know that I'm deceitful. So the the question is, can I? <laughs> okay, I like well, you to hold know on, that. hold so on. Know that I'm not the lying. way you put it, because that was very like almost like Jack Sparrow kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because the honest man you can trust to be always dishonest. Kind of <laughs> yes, yeah. That actual kind of style of play and the way the characters interacted this session felt very much like that second and third. Uh, sequel oh, of Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. where they're yeah. so the allegiances are changing left and right and you don't know who's with who those are kind of things because yeah, the, the the note that was passed to Julian that is Sam giving Julian a heads up of what Shade wants to do Yeah, and, and it was like they're switching back and forth it was like uh, uh, his allegiances are going left and right no one knows who's together and who's actually right. working with that's well, what it felt like to me was very Pirates another Pirates of the Caribbean moment one of my favorite moments in the third movie was when Jack Sparrow is on the ship in the in the middle of the desert. That's the best scene. It's I so great. Everybody in the theater when I saw it was like, what is this? And oh, I'm like, I this is it. amazing. <laughs> I love that yeah, scene. Yeah, that was my favorite part. Of and, yeah. uh, and, and that's what, talking about it now, that's what Archie reminded me of. All the different. All the different Jack Sparrows. <laughs> <laughs> on the ship. So anyway, that, that that's a that's a fun little reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go ahead and talk about best role play. I, I truly enjoyed in the. I, I wish I could nominate you because of the way you play bear in the. This is this, and this one goes. <laughs> <laughs> a little kid excited about the animals. Yeah. That was so much fun, and I did it just to annoy you. You, you know why you I like bear. Did. Like role playing his bear, because 
it's I don't know. Just there's just something a, there's, about a, that there's a sense of innocence to the character, and you can be as goofy and weird as you want. Yeah, like I went that part where you were like, put the boa constrictor down. But I've got these in my hands. How am I going to do when I got this? I was like, that's that's my kids arguing about not doing something. But I've got this. And I was like, then put it down and do it. (laughs) Think through the steps that you have to get to get to the end goal. Yeah. You truly reached me as a player, not even the character themselves. You reached me as a player thinking, I'm going to strangle him. My favorite part was like, I need to pee. (laughs) And then going into the bathroom, <sighs> singing the alphabet song. That was good. Kids do that type of thing. <laughs> but, yes, other than me. I kind of liked Aaron when he's playing the, the note and everything. I thought that was clever. The flashback. And the flashback. You basically ran that yourself. Super I thought fair. that was pretty good. The flashback is something that Jordan and I, Jordan actually wanted me to do that. Ah. It, I wanted, session. I wanted it to be a part of the Sam-focused... I didn't see any way to do that flashback without it taking up a very large amount of time at that point, the way we had talked about doing it. And I like the fact that it fit more into this in that there was a little bit more context. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, the placement of where that backdrop started to come in when there, this actual group is outside the building... And mm-hmm. Sam's like, yeah, you don't want to go in there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Came right after some of the Ju- Julian realization that Shade is is up to something. Shade is shady? <laughs> shade is... is well, the real uh, Slim Shady taste. <laughs> to Julian, obviously Shade is up to something more more, more shady than, than just more than nor- usual. Normal, <laughs> normal Shade stuff. So part of it was like... Why does Shade want Julian to go into that building? <laughs> and at that point, you know, Sam and Shade are at the, at, they're like, okay, yeah, whatever. Let's get this taken care of. It's like, we shouldn't go in. You got you two, you should be fine to go into that building. Yeah. Why don't you go into that building? <laughs> I was like, why does Shade See, want like, As a player, I was seeing the same thing from your point of view. But as a character, I have no reason to be suspicious of Sam. Yeah. Yeah. You're the only one. <laughs> You really are the only one. <laughs> he broke into his house. <laughs> he broke into my house too, but yeah, yeah. But you're a little less assertive. <laughs> uh, you know that didn't even cross my mind because Sam and Shade are mm-hmm. were were familiar with this. At that point, they were frightened. Yes, um, and it was very much like uh, which flashbacks, it, which is what really turned Julian all off of that idea that. Sam and Shade were trying to set Julian up to go into that building when it was said somewhere that Shade actually is saying something to Sam and seems frightened yeah, yeah. to go into that building. Or he's like, not again, not again, not again. I was like, all right, Shade's really afraid to go in that building. This is not This is not a trick. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ellie had... <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. Ellie rolled with the role playing. I just take that... the building. And everybody else around, and... Oh, you connected to something? Guess what? I have control of you now. That was a lot. That was a lot. And then you had multiple instances in the same place at the same time. <laughs> trying to fight the same Like, character. I... I'm, One I was, kid! I was curious. When you said two of the instances went into the building and were just trying to run towards the back door. 
I was like, what are they trying to do? Yeah. I was like, what's going on? Because they weren't, like, going in there to fight anything. They were just in and they looked like they were just trying to run through to get to something else. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, what else is in there? I think that they, they were, were trying after. to... They were trying to... To, to head off there. Head barrel. Yeah. Okay, it, all right. Cut him off. I, I don't give me that much credit. I'm not that <laughs> creative. <laughs> well, not not knowing that the goal was actually to kill Bear. Right. Yeah. At the yeah. time. Like, th- that wasn't evident. Ah. Honestly, I didn't know that it was the goal until you said that was the goal. Yeah. Uh, I knew. Right. Well, I knew you wouldn't want to kill Bear, but I, I thought you were also after everybody, basically. I mean, technically, yeah. Bear first, everybody else second. Yeah, when yeah. Sarani, not Sarani, was like, Bear, come in, come back into the building. Yeah. Really, 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 really come back into the building. Yeah. It was a, I did not think that it was a death thing. I thought it was like a corruption thing. Like there was a reason they uh-huh. yeah. to Yeah, I almost want to bear. corrupt him. Yeah, that's too. what I thought at that point. Yeah. yeah. That was a point I, time I'm where I was I'm also curious really... out of game, like, hmm. why kill Bear? I think that's a very good question. I, why kill Bear? I don't know if I should say until next time. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, if you don't want to reveal that, I wouldn't. I mean, that's... Fair that's something that... Plot when I, I, when I told you <laughs> why I was... When I said to my husband, I was like, that's dark. He, and then he explained to me why. He didn't just say, yeah, he said a reason why. It's plot line. Yeah. Plot line, yeah. And, we, and it's sort of... And we then, have we talked... The reason I voiced in the question now, because we've talked about it before, because it seemed odd to Julian that Bear would be so afraid of somebody who he had trusted, yeah. like, so much. Yeah. Like, since they met up with the group, right? Bear showed no distrust at all for her. No. And then all of a sudden is... One thing I mentioned to Ellie between episodes was, I'm like, she's like, I want Julian to witness it. <laughs> and I'm like... I, I finally said to her directly, I'm like, you realize this is the second child that he's attached to that gets killed in this? You're like, <laughs> and that, that was the other thing. I was just like, yes, then let's go. And we went back inside with that information. <laughs> His daughter. Yeah, you know, I went to almost call third because... He, so wasn't, he wasn't really attached to uh, Abel. Abel. I mean, attached. he connected with Abel. Okay, but not like, on the Like, speaking to on the elemental yeah. level, but it wasn't yeah. like... It oh, wasn't like let Abel me take and care Sam. of this kid because I, I remember you trying to keep Sam away from the table. Well, that was just it was just all right. This is Gaspar's Neri's kid. You want to take control of him? I don't know if I trust you to take actually take care of this kid. You have been fine. Yeah, I, <laughs> that was just nope. been a, a good person. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't. I want to be responsible for this. Okay. okay, that was trying to earn a good citizen award. <laughs> yeah, but since like we brought up, Julian brought up, since they left the city, Julian had kind of been like, "All right, bear." Yeah, he's been mentoring bear. with me. Let's figure out how to do this stuff together. And I just thought that would be cool, just because I played both characters at one point. <laughs> yeah, but I'm. Playing bear is so much yeah. fun. It, oh, so much fun. It's refreshing sometimes because, like, most of the times when you're doing NPCs, there are characters that are suspicious or angry or have a problem of some sort. And bear is just winsomely happy. Mm-hmm. He's Winnie the Pooh in Android form. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, best role playing. Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, everybody has some very good one. stuff. Everybody today, honestly. I would say Ellie due to difficulty. Uh, me too. Yeah. That. Me too. Having done it. Yeah. Right. It was. I've done it before too. Huh? 
what I think what challenged me today wasn't just the number of them, but because I was trying to reach that end goal so hard, <laughs> and you all were throwing wrenches at it. Well, not just uh, not just the wrenches. I like how you you voiced it just a few minutes ago, saying that you were trying to role play as Archie, but keep Archie contained enough so that it wasn't evident that it was Archie. But you yeah. still let some stuff slip that yeah. was yes. just enough for it to be like, oh, this yeah. is Archie. <laughs> and that was yeah, especially definitely. like when when Archie corrupted Sarani. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I almost, uh, one detail I will say is in my mind, it's the vibe of get the movie Get Out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where he's watching the whole thing and there's sometimes where you can see a sense of that person. Yeah. Almost like there was a scene in there where the maid was being controlled by somebody else, but you could see a single tear yeah. come down her face from another emotion. Really but she has this huge grin on her face. And the guy who's running through the fields deadpan. Right. Because he doesn't want to run, but the, the possessor wants to run. Right. Another good one to watch for some inspiration just of how to do that kind of thing is Split. Yeah. Split is yes. Me. Yes. yes, I agree. That is a good one. Split is good. Splice, however, terrible movie. <laughs> no, please. Oh, wait, terrible movie. Oh, that's the one with David Hewlett. Yes, but Slice. <laughs> what about Spice? <laughs> Slice was a homemade movie. Oh. All right, so, so Ellie gets yep. that, yeah. that point. Food. You guys brought yeah, all the sugar today. Yeah, we yeah, had. Yeah. Today was a sugar day. I so, almost made cookies yesterday. Almost, but I just could not. This morning, I was finishing up my snack. And I literally almost texted everybody. You, I'm hoping you're bringing your A game. Or else no one will compete. And I'm really glad I didn't. <laughs> because the the they were awesome. It was like the snacks were really awesome. Are we already established? Last two last two sessions we played. Aaron, what did you need to do to win points? Like, yeah, I'm gonna bring this. I don't care. <laughs> it's not gonna stand a chance, and it'll be a landslide. That's what you did the last two times. The last two times. Yeah. No, the last one really shocked me compared to the kebabs and the, the potato. Come on, man. <laughs> so, was no, I was actually literally talking to my wife the other day, like. I don't remember what I brought last time. <laughs> but it That's won. how insignificant it was. Because I know two times ago it was the peanut butter bars, and then it was the kimchi fried rice. Yeah, oh, that's right. Rice. I swear. It was right. good. So Johnny brought like homemade like Snickers type mm -hmm. thing. I was disappointed in the caramel in it because it was just too hard. It tasted really. It tasted good. really it tasted good. Really good. It was crunchy. Ellie brought. Tried to go with the uh, come from behind victory and brought some new flavor tacos. <laughs> and the Oreos. And, the and Oreos. Oreos. Uh, peanut butter pie off. Oreos. Um, I made these cinnamon chip cheesecake cookies. Oh, those were awesome. Jeff had, like, made this <laughs> orange custard pie. It was good for what it was. You're not a big fan <laughs> of orange custard, though. Or I orange. know. But that's saying something then, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And yeah, Aaron fun. brought... Meringue, like meringue cups, cups with lemon curd. So it's like cool, and it cool was and coconut. I just want to make so sure that's out, that's out there. Okay, <laughs> it's it a crust-free lemon meringue pie. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then I'm I'm not eligible, but I brought cheese, cheese uh, honey. Got bear's boat. 
Yeah. And mead. And mead. You would have had my vote with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was the cheese was yeah, smoked cheese. horseradish. <laughs> that was so good. That was very good. Uh, we, we went to the farmer's market this morning, and, and I also got, had the pineapple bread. I don't even think I got no, it. No, we didn't get into it. We got into it? No, because we all, we're, all, we're all so sugared up. Yeah, pretty much. Food. I guess I could take that home and enjoy that guilt-free tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's actually it's actually sugar-free. It's, Ooh, it's vegan. Nice. This guy, he is the best gluten-free baker. My wife has a gluten allergy, uh, and this guy is literally the mm-hmm. best, like, confection gluten-free baker that we've had. He makes the most amazing whoopie pies. They're better than real ones. Hands down. Pumpkin whoopie pies, lemon whoopie pies, regular chip cookie ones. I mean, I'll I'll bring them next time. Not as a treat, not as a snack, not as a submission, just for everyone to drop. I I mean, this is going to win because you're just not bringing it. (laughs) 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 We literally go to the the farmer's market to get these whoopie pies. That's the whole reason we go to the farmer's market. And the funny thing is, there's a there's a like a regular baker right next to it, and the lines around the corner, and he kind of gets left off to the side. And I I've never tried their stuff, so I can't knock it. But I I would bet dollars to donuts his confections are better than the, the regular bakers. I believe so. So so yeah, out of the eligible stuff, my vote is for the cookies. 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 Dang. You you done yeah. Okay, so that's the quickest I've ever won. They were really good oh, when you face. just bite into it, but then when you bite into it and you get the cheesecake, oh. that the I would eat around the cookie, so I just got that middle bite, and then just all at once. See, I perfected oh. it after like four, maybe five times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I lost count of how many of those yeah. cookies that I ate tonight. Wow, oh, man. I didn't, not even the crescent roll cheesecake won that fast. No. Well, you know that's the funny thing is though you won you. This is the second time you won with a, a cheesecake related third thing. time. Third time. The strawberry yeah. Che- uh, yeah, yeah, cheesecake yeah, yeah. pudding t- kind of thing. My dear, for the pumpkin cheesecake lasagna. Oh yes. Ooh. So. My vote was going to be for the meringue cups. <laughs> the meringue cups. Because I love lemon meringue. That was my second guess. That was my second choice. I love lemon meringue. Yeah. So lemon meringue was definitely close second. Yes. Good. Well, congratulations to everybody who won extra points. Yay! Um, Woo! Your face was like bear finding cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a shock on your face. It was like... <laughs> I have enough to knock up my presents again. Did we? Did anybody up their character? I, I, no, I, I did. You did. I did. I upped my persuasion. So, so far, I've been able to up something. One of my major attributes. Major attributes almost every session. So if I up my presence, it'll put my presence at five D, charm at seven D, my persuasion at seven D. So you're a as a player, as the, as not Julian, but as a player, I have a goal. To get my elemental persuasion up to 10d, so I can drop a fake point on it and roll 20d of damage to <laughs> ele- an elemental. Nice. So Julian will be the elemental 20d damage. I should boost my perception. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We had a real, a real blast today. It was a bit of a roller coaster ride. Oh yeah, yeah it was. But fun. And God only knows what's up happening up in that temple with the eagles. Oh, there's the just Eagles. a cheese fountain. That's all. Cheese fountain. We get up there, bears awesome. just swimming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, did you like the um? Uh, before we go, did you like that the androids had chlorophyll based skin? Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. Yes, yes, that was cool. As soon as you said it was green, I was thinking about that. I forget where I just saw something. I heard something else about the same idea recently. Like I've seen it before yeah, in other sci-fi. Yeah. All right. Those masters. Those masters. They're my progeny. Huh? They spread through space. They did. They did. They did. No, we already said we're not lynch pinching. This is a standalone universe. This is not Angel's Garden. Oh, this is the universe where the French flu came from. The black hole. <laughs> the French flu is actually the, the root virus. virus. <laughs> oh, dear God. Actually, that is... Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, not saying that. But playing during a pandemic and having, like, quarantine... Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That was... Well, it's not only that. Editing the episodes that we recorded even before pandemic was mm-hmm. out of thought in anybody's minds. And there was some in there where we were like, oh, we got to quarantine. We got to make sure no one leaves. And I'm like... <gasps> <laughs> well, it just gives to show this. <laughs> we cost. <laughs> Not only do we know what's going to happen as popular in the world of entertainment, we know what's going to happen in the, in the real world. world. So I was going so to we say, are really uh, throwing bones reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> to figure out the future. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Ellie. Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. That means you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is bonethrowerstheater. You can also look us up on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.